Welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am your host, J.A., and I am joined by the great man himself, Richard Garraway. How are you, buddy? Excellent, mate. How are you feeling? Oh, look, look, it's probably time I let the the three fans we have know that um, I the reason there was no podcast last week is because I got COVID. And I can tell you, it's, I'm out of lockdown, out of ISO tomorrow, so it's been a week now. The first three days, Richie, I was in a bad way. I couldn't get out of bed, so um, hit me pretty hard. I, I was double vaxxed as well, so um, yeah, it, it knocked me around a little bit, but I'm feeling much better now and looking very much forward to getting out of uh, isolation. But um, I guess the silver lining was that I was able to watch a ton of football over the weekend, um, including my Cowboys getting done, which, you know, who didn't predict that? Not me. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, yeah, in isolation, I was able to watch a lot of football. So it's about the only positive of the whole thing. But yeah, apologies to everyone for last week. We obviously didn't have the show. Um, but yeah, I was uh, off with COVID. I also, we were going to have a Sunday night live show as well with Lewis and Corey. Um, which we couldn't do because of COVID as well. So I was still unwell. So um, that'll be back this week and obviously the show back today. Um, we are recording the Rams-Cardinals game isn't quite over. It's just started the fourth quarter, I think. And um, yeah, no, certainly not. We're certainly not worried about <laughs> talking about a result we don't know there. So um, that's a good one. But first things first, we'll do our sponsors. Thank you to J&D's Breaks Down Under for being our Patreon sponsor. Thank you to Burnley Brewing Dark Horse Electrics and ussportsgear.com.au. Um, make sure you get around and support all our um, all our sponsors. Get around them on all their socials. They're all in the description. So make sure you go and show them some love. Also, no no video this week. If people normally watch it on YouTube, I said I'm in isolation. I'm not at home. I'm somewhere. I'm at my parents' house in a bedroom with a bathroom. That's it. Where I've been for a week. So it's not a very pretty backdrop at the moment. So I thought we'd just do. Um, also don't have the full kit set up. So if it doesn't sound as good as normal, obviously it's because we don't have it fully set up. So um, we'll be back back to normal next week. But yeah, apologies for no video this week and if the sound's a bit off. Um, Richie, should we start? Obviously last week we missed a ton of um, coaches being fired. I thought we'd quickly go through them. <laughs> it was a hot day. So keep in mind, obviously, Urban Meyer and... Um, John Gruden John already Gruden. went during the year. So with the six guys that were fired on on Black Monday, as they like to call it, um, that's eight coaches gone, <laughs> which is a massive amount. Um, I'll run through them. We obviously had Matt Nagy at the Bears was let go. David Cully at the Texans was one and done, which you know proves that he was really just a, a head for a year because he actually, I, I think he did better than what everyone thought. Joe Judge at the Giants got fired. Um, Vic Fangio at the Broncos. Uh, and then a couple, like, slightly... We're gonna, I think Mike Zimmer at the Vikings was probably slightly less expected. It was not a shock, but slightly less expected. And then for me, and, you know, one I kind of want to discuss a little bit, Richie, was what the fuck are the Dolphins doing firing Brian Flores? He's the only coach in 30 years at the Dolphins to have two winning seasons. When he took them over three years ago, they were the most devout of talent team we've ever seen. And they had a bad first year, as everyone expected. Then 
I think made the playoffs last year or came very close. I can't remember. Either way, they had a winning season and then missed out on a winning, missed out on making the playoffs by one game this year. Um, after losing, you know, the first six or going one and seven in the first eight games, like I don't know what more you want from your coach. The team seemed to love him. The Sean Watson seems to be wanting to go there only to be a part of Brian Flores' coaching staff. Um, I don't know about you, but I was I was shocked on it, Rich. What would you think? I was certainly surprised. Um, back-to-back winning seasons and you get popped. That's pretty rough. Um, I think where a lot of it stems from, um, one, he's a defensive-minded coach and the defense has been awesome this year. They've been really, really good. And he's put together um, a talented roster on that side of it. I think where, he, where he's got his troubles or had his troubles is his offensive staff. He's been through multiple coordinators, like in his three years, multiple coordinators, multiple quarterback coaches, just, just ripping through them. I'm, I can't remember if it was last, I think midway through last year, he fired an offensive coordinator. Um, he just has not been able to put an offensive staff together. And with that defense, you only need to be, you know, a little above okay to get there. And I don't think he was totally sold on tour. Um, you know, he had the Fitz magic experiment that just about every team in the NFL has. Um, but I think he would have rathered somebody like Fitz magic than Tua. And then I think the disagreement between himself and the owner around Watson, um, I think he took, you know, pulled the company line on that one, but I don't think he wanted him there. Didn't want the circus. Um, it's an aging ownership. Um, I've forgotten the owner's name. Um, but he's pushing up into his 80s. Like, he's desperate to win now. And he thinks if you can bring in... Like, I guarantee you they bring in an offensive coach. And someone yeah, else. Stephen be... Ross is his name. Yes, Stephen Ross, the owner. 81 so, years old. Yeah. So, he's desperate to win and to win now. He's going to bring somebody in who you know, has his thought process. They're going to make another run at Watson in the offseason. Um, and, I mean, I don't know what you do with Tua. He's had times where he's thrown in some passes. You think, oh, yeah, there's something here. But let's not forget, he was in a draft with Herbert. Yep. You know? <laughs> um, so, and and you look at guys like Burrow, and you just think, he's got one of the worst O-lines going around. Now, the Dolphins is the second worst. Is, was the worst statistically this year. Like, bloody awful. And Tua got hit constantly and rushed constantly. Um so I can see why it was done, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, I you know? certainly don't. I think it's stupid when you've got a coach that people like playing for. Um, yeah, it's it's dumb if you ask me, but said I don't get paid to make those sorts of decisions, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think it was ridiculous. You're right. They did. They they took they took um, two uh, one pick before Justin Herbert. Obviously, Burrow went number one in that draft as well. Yeah, but, yeah, but they were never going to get a. They're pretty much never going to get a shot at him. Um, no, they lost their shot at him because Brian Flores was too good a coach and won them too many games in his first year. That's why <laughs> they they had a like everyone thought they'd be right there for him. Um, I don't know. I, I I hate it. I think it's it's ridiculous. You'd fire a coach after two winning seasons. Uh, apparently, it was because he had a spat with Tua and he was fired for um, you know the way he spoke. Like, if you fired coaches on how they spoke, you'd never have a coach hired in this league. 
But did you see the the so so Stephen Ross and, and ownership and they got got lit up immediately? Why you're letting go this guy? So then they immediately leaked all the you know player issues and he's not easy to get along with. You know the full the full media um, mud slinging. You know every intern with a phone was leaking to a reporter somewhere, um, which I thought was really dirty. Everyone knows how good a coach he is. I expect he will get hired immediately in this cycle. There's too many jobs open, and he's too good. So great in, he'd be uh, great in Minnesota if they could accept, you know, another defensive guy, or even Broncos if they would accept it. He'd be great there. Yeah, I mean, Broncos have other issues. It's not their offensive staff. They just can't get a quarterback. Um, so I think he he'll be good anywhere. Um, I hate seeing one of the only few minority coaches get fired. Thankfully, he's good enough. I expect him to get rehired, as I said, in this cycle. Um, yep. and only one black coach left now. Upwards. Only, only Mike Tomlin, the only black coach left. Yeah, you would hope a few would get hired. There's some good candidates around. Um, so, yeah, with any luck, we'll get a few more in this um, thing. But what's with the Dolphins? All the rumors about, um, you know, the, the year that Harborough had at, at University of Michigan, that he's thinking about coming back to the NFL and that he's going to mm. go there because Ross is a Michigan man. So that'll be really interesting. He's it's not an offensive guy, though. He's he's just a yes, standard he... head coach. Yeah, he, he's, he's offensive-minded. He was a quarterback, ah, okay. so he's definitely offensive-minded. Yeah, that's um, right. But I don't know if they can lure him out of college. He's just had the best year he's ever had at Michigan. Um Hey, yeah, it'd be hard to turn it hard hard to walk away now. Yeah, his message only seems to last. This is the longest he's been in any one place for a, a, just about ever, I think. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't know if you want to play rank the jobs or anything, but I think all oh, the we, rest we, 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 we will. I think I, we'll do rank the jobs next week. Um, we just go through them quickly. Obviously, Matt Nagy. I think we both agree it was time there. He was that, running that was a pretty coming. terrible system. Uh, it was time. David Cully. Look, it was obviously set up from the start that he was going to be a one and done. They obviously knew they wanted to basically get someone through this season without their talent. I think he did a much better job than what I thought he would with the talent he had. Um, but, you know, so I'm not shocked. Uh, Vic Fangio, are you shocked there? I think just the defense hasn't been – the offense has been terrible. It's pretty poorly managed team. Um, I think they've drafted well, but the success just hasn't been there. So – I wasn't shocked with Vic Fangio. Same with Mike Zimmer. So if we get Zimmer, yeah. The worst thing about about the Dolphins, oh sorry, the Dolphins, the Broncos, who now have one of the longest playoff droughts in the mm. league, um, their ownership now is just a rudderless ship. It's basically run under trust uh, after yep. one of the owners passed away, like years ago now, and they just can't find an ownership group and, and a price they want for it and you know, all the other things that they need. Um, like, they need to sort that out because they're kind of just floating along. And and John Elway, for a guy who was a great quarterback, he sure as shit can't find a good one. Like, he's terrible at evaluating them because the ones Agreed. they keep bringing in keep failing. So yeah, except, he except for Peyton Manning, back. which, you know, who, 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 who got that Peyton wrong? Manning was going to be good, yeah. Exactly. So I, I really think... I don't know who's evaluating or advising him or if he's doing like, I don't know, but they've got to get that sorted. They've got to get ownership sorted. 
Um, they have got a find a quarterback. Like, my God, it's ridiculous. I, I feel like I say it in every season preview since Peyton Manning retired. Yeah, the problem is they keep winning just a bit too much to be able to get one of those quarterbacks. Like, in saying that, though, didn't they have a crack? Couldn't have they got Herbert? Uh, I honestly can't remember where they were drafting in that draft. I wouldn't have a clue. I, I have a feeling they could have got... Um, yeah, I have a feeling they could have got um, Herbert because didn't they, they take... With Locke. No, they took Patrick Sertain too. Yeah, they took Jerry Jude. No, they took Jerry. Their first pick was 15 that year. That's a thing. They're just constantly around the middle of the pack. Like their pick nine, where they got Patrick Certain, who's worked out really well. Pick 15. I think they've been a bit unlucky with Jerry Judy. I think he's good. I think he's just been injured. I think he'll be better. Um, Noah Fan at pick 20 the year before. Bradley Chubb at pick five the year before that. Like, you know, Garrett Bowles, who's worked out well. They just haven't had that opportunity to get a quarterback since Paxton Lynch in 2016, who they took with pick 26, So, um, who's not, in the, not even in the league anymore. So I think Denver have got some issues. I think they've got some issues in a lot of areas. Um, but defensively, they're pretty good, and they've got some picks next year. So let's see how they go. Um, Joe Judge at the Giants, he was fired like a couple of days later. Obviously, Gettleman retired, Rich. We had a bit of a laugh about this before. If you don't know our opinion on Gettleman, go back and find any preseason podcast for the past five years and you'll hear our opinion on him. He was a fucking awful GM. He couldn't draft. He couldn't sign players. Like, imagine paying Kenny Golladay all that money and not have one touchdown scored by him in a season. Like, everyone knew Kenny Golladay was not going to be worth the money. That's why he went to the Giants, because they were the only ones willing to pay him. So he's a terrible, he's a terrible GM and he's gone. So I think you've got rid of the problem. Um, and then when it comes to Joe Judge... We constantly say, Rich, if you're an asshole coach, if you're that guy who, you know, that has that asshole stance, that superior, that superiority sort of guy, um, you have to win. It's as simple as that. Because if you don't, your players will quit on you. And the, the story we go back to with Joe Judge was Joe Looney, who's an ex-Cowboys center. He went down there to play. He, he finished up at the Cowboys. The Giants wanted him to come play some center. Um, he was a decent backup offensive lineman for the Cowboys for five or six years, um, played in parts and, and did a decent job and got it through one training and quit straight away, immediately quit. Um, that's a massive, you know, that's a massive sign that of someone that is like, I'm not playing for this guy. Now, if you're going to have that attitude and we've seen it before, you've just got to win. It's as simple as that. As soon as you lose, everyone turns on you. And I think that's what a matter of this is here. I don't think Joe Judge is a bad coach, but he comes from that Belichick mold and we constantly see that Belichick mold not working. It just, it doesn't work. Even Brian Flores, Belichick, you know, it doesn't work all the time. Um, you know, unless you've been there for 30 years and won six Super Bowls, like that's the way you get around it. So I, I wasn't shocked, but, you know, also after he survived the first day, I thought he was going to be okay. But yeah, Joe Judge wasn't a big shock for me. Um, are you shocked by any of them, Rich, really? Other than Brian Flores, I think they were all, like Mike Zimmer, it was time. Zimmer, it, yeah, Zimmer, time. I'll be honest, Zimmer did surprise me. Um, I, I thought they might have kept rolling with him a little bit longer, but um, sort of when you look at the results, people say, oh, they only lost, you know, four games by less than three points, whatever the hell it was. I'm like, yeah, but three of their wins were exactly the same. And if you flip them all, then the record's even worse. Um, so you can play that game both ways. Um, it doesn't surprise me that it's kind of time there. They're, they're a talented roster. Um, there's some really, really good pieces on both sides of the ball. I think new um, 
like some like fresh injection of of leadership you know could could take them to where they need to go modern yeah. up that offense a little bit um yeah and hopefully it can kick them along that they can compete with um the packers because the rest of that division is pretty crappy yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the last one I want to touch on, Mike Mayock. Obviously, the Raiders made the playoffs. We'll talk about their game um, pretty amazingly. Uh, John Gruden resigned during the season. Mike Mayock, the GM, was fired. Um, I want to just run through. Uh, people have been like, oh, you know, he wasn't he meant to be a draft guru. I'm just going to run through the, the Las Vegas Raiders draft picks for the past or first round draft picks for the past few years. This year they took Alex Leatherwood in the first round at pick 17, who most people had going in the second round. Um, He's he a lasted, penalty machine. Yeah, he lasted one game at tackle before he was moved to guard and was incredibly poor for the entire year. Now, he's got time to get it right, and he's got all the pieces, but obviously so far a strike there. The year before, they had two first-round picks where they took Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett. Now, although Henry Ruggs wasn't their fault, you know, they didn't. He was his play was okay. Um, the bottom line is they took him as the first receiver drafted when guys like Justin Jefferson were on the board. Um, who I guess a lot of people left Justin Jefferson go, but you know he's probably out of those big three, he's probably the worst. So there's that, and then Damon Arnett, who was who was also there's Henry Ruggs is now in jail. If anyone doesn't know for a for a vehicle incident when he was under the under the influence, um, and Damon Arnett has now been cut, who was the first round pick last year at corner. And we then go to 2019. It only gets better from here. Um, Cleland Ferrell was pick four. Everyone thought he was an absolute waste of a pick. Everyone thought he was a reach. He has done absolutely nothing. He is now a rotational three technique in their defense. That's pick four. That's what people call a lottery pick. You don't miss on many top five picks. So um, that was bad. They took Josh Jacobs with pick 24, which, you know, he's a good running back, but I put you in the thing, running backs are running backs. And they also mm-hmm. took Jonathan Abrams that year at pick 27, who's still on the roster. He's a starting safety and he's a decent player. Um, they're the, they're the last three drafts. So out of those drafts, if you call Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Abram a success, they've hit two out of seven players and they've drafted. And the two they've hit were their two late first round picks. Every pick inside the top 10 has been a complete bust and isn't on their roster anymore. So you put that all together, Mike Mayock, you, you know, he might have the credentials as a draft person. I think he just ruined any sort of draft analyst ever getting a GM job again because it shows it's really easy to sit there and analyze a draft when you don't have to put your money where your mouth is and actually draft anyone. Um, and I think the I think the Raiders are better off. I also think they'll have a new head coach as much as the head coach there now. I think is it, I forgot his name is it Versaccia. Um, yeah, Versaccia. Versaccia, yeah. So as much as he's done a great job, um, yeah, I, I think. I think they need to move on. New GM, new player. Rich, Rich Versace has done a terrific job getting into the playoffs, but it's time. It's time. And they're, they're starting the interview guys now. So, um, yeah, good riddance and, and good luck to Mike Mayock. He'll probably get back on TV and keep doing that again. Uh, Richie, let's, should we get into the games? You ready for games now? We're over the coaches being fired. Am I over coaches being fired? <laughs> let's start with uh, the first of the playoff games. The Raiders, 19, went down to the Bengals, 26. Um, this was, I'd say, the most entertaining game of the weekend. Um, most of the others weren't very close. Only only one other game was in one tu- was within one touchdown, which is amazing. Um, but it's not unexpected for wildcard rounds. I thought the Raiders were lucky to make the playoffs. I can't believe they, they beat the Chargers last week. Also, Richie, while we're on it, 
because we didn't discuss this last week. How about the Chargers calling a timeout, which then made the Raiders kick a field goal and knock them out of the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not mad about it anymore, but... Oh, my God. That's almost... If I'm the owner of the Chargers, I'm almost like, you're fired, mate. You're an idiot. Like, I'd fire him out of spite. You'd have to just not talk to him for two days so you were over it, wouldn't you? If, if you're just looking for a reason to fire him, he's a defensive-minded coach, and they are one of the worst... They were one of the worst statistical defences in the league... And their run defense, I'm pretty sure, was the worst. It was worst. the worst. It was the worst. Like, and they have they have Joey Bosa, who people is one of the best defensive players in the league, no doubt about it. And Derwin James. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You got to be in like the top like, third. Like, like what, it's what, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, though, that was that was uh, me and Richie were both incredibly angry about that because I'll be honest. When we get to the Steelers later, everyone knows we didn't want them in the playoffs. Everyone knows. They're terrible, and we saw that. I would have much preferred to see the Chargers play the Chiefs. But anyway, the Raiders got in, um, and they played the Bengals. And the Bengals, um, Richie, for the first time ever, a text message was sent this week about the Bengals winning a, winning a playoff game because their last playoff win was in 1991, and the text message was invented in 1992. Um, I was wrapped for them. I really feel like Joe Burrow has just changed the, the, the outlook of that team. Um, was he exceptional in this game? No. Was there an inverted whistle? Yes. But you know what? The mistake was the inverted whistle, not the fact that they didn't that they didn't not play that they didn't replay the down. I don't know why that ref blew the whistle. He was a yard inside the the boundary when he threw it. It was a dumb thing by him. I know Raiders fans are going to be upset. That whistle didn't affect the play. It, yes, it should have by rule been redone. But you know what? I, I'm actually happy it didn't because. I didn't want the Bengals to lose on that because a ref blew his whistle like a moron because we all know how much I hate refs. So the Bengals were just a, the Bengals were the better team and, and they showed it and it still came down to a goal line stand purely because of one man on the Raiders and that's Derek Carr. And if you're a Raider fan and you can't get around Derek Carr, man, I feel really sorry for you. I just feel really sorry for you because he has carried your organization for two years, three years. Um, and he's the only reason you're in this game. Um Rich, what was your take on it? Pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty similar. I think you've ticked most things off. Um, I think the I feel like the Bengals. Are, uh, I mean, they're, they're a year ahead of schedule minimum. Yep, I would yeah. have thought like this was an outstanding result for them. Great run home. Um, I think we talked about that two, three weeks ago. Their last couple of drafts have just been. A plus 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 plus. They've been exceptional, and it just shows if you're good at being a GM, take note. Many other teams, you could turn it around just that fast. It can be yeah. that quick. Um, yep. Now, sure, they had the number one pick and they got Burrow, but hey, plenty of number one quarterbacks don't work out. Have a look around. Or they don't. They don't put. They don't put them in the position to succeed. And I was the first. I got cross when they didn't take. Um, they didn't take Penai Sewell. But they took Jamar Chase. Now Jamar Chase has turned out to be one of the best rookie wide receiver in the history of football. So it's definitely worked out for them. I didn't think it'd be that good, but they've put him in a position with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, um, Joe Mixon. They've put him in a position to succeed and succeed. He has. He's a, he's clearly a winner, Joe Burrow. Like yeah, clearly just know. And they they get to go to Tennessee next week. An underdone Tennessee. I know they've had a week off, but it is not going to shock me if they knock off Tennessee at all. No, it wouldn't surprise me either. Um, it, it, as I said, they're, they're a year ahead, so they're playing with house money now at this point. Yeah, any yeah. the year's been a success already. They've they've won 100%. a playoff game. 
Now, they're going to have um, obviously a lower pick, but they can now concentrate on that that O line, which they do need to get fixed. It, Burrow makes it a hell of a lot better than it actually is because um, it ain't much chop. And yeah, with speed, he can get the ball out and all those sorts of other things. He actually, yeah, as I said, he makes it much better than um, it certainly could be. But, you know, it, it was great for them. I was stoked for those Bengal fans. I think it was like four years in a row. They made it with Andy Dalton and, and Co. and they went straight out. Um, I think it was four. Might have only been three. I can't remember. Um, but I'm I'm stoked. Any time teams who have a rich history like Cincinnati do, um, it's great to see them back up the pointy end um, and getting a win, especially at home. Like the atmosphere in that city would have been awesome after the yeah. game. That would have been a town you Absolutely. wanted to go out. Go out. Um, after the game, so could not be happier for him. Yeah, me too. I, I, I was wrapped. Um, really excited, and it was a great game. It was a really good game, and I can't reiterate em- enough how much I love Derek Carr. I think he's just if they were to move on from him, I think it would be such a mistake. They need to get a coach in there that can work with him, which Gruden did for his credit. Um, can work with him, get some more talented players around him and Darren Waller because their offensive line's not terrible and then get after it again. I, I do not think they're a team that should be like, next year we're going to struggle. That should be one of the most attractive coaching jobs to pick up. That that, that and the Dolphins, for me, are the two most attractive jobs um, because the Dolphins have they have quarterback pedigree, whether two is good or not. And then I think Derek Carr is the best quarterback of all those jobs. So um, it should be a good one. Let's move on and let's talk the stinky Patriots who got absolutely drummed by the Buffalo Bills, 47 to 17. Richie, the Buffalo Bills had a perfect game on offense, zero turnovers, zero punts, and scored a touchdown on every single drive until the final drive where they kneeled it out. Um, It was a bloodbath from the minute they started. Josh Allen was absolutely phenomenal. The Bills' defense was phenomenal. I expected the Bills' defense to be good against the Patriots' offense because I don't think they're that good an offense, or I know they're not. Patriots are a top five defense, though. I did not expect the Bills to score a touchdown on every single drive, and I did not expect what we got from Josh Allen. He was absolutely outstanding in freezing cold weather of Buffalo. So I guess my question is for you, we'll talk Patriots in a second. Let's just talk Bills. Does this give you... I wasn't sure. I knew they were good, but now I really feel like the Bills are the favorite here. I really feel like they're, they're, they can go in and take care of the Chiefs. Oh. They play like that; they can beat anyone. I mean, they yeah, were I don't think anyone touches them. Awesome, awesome. They nearly put up fifty points in a playoff game. Yeah, like, against a top five defense. Yeah, like this is insane, and and it'll be an outstandingly coached defense too. So, yep. um, they were just so impressive, so impressive. It looked effortless; like it looked like yep. it was a training drill. I, I was so impressed. Um, and it's easy for sort of everyone to jump on them now and say, "Yep." all over it. Um, but you have to think of that performance um, that they're probably the, the, the pick of the AFC right now. I mean, I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment, but they just look so good. It's hard not to, like it would, it would shock me if they came out next week and, and were, and were, and played badly after mm. that game. Like, I don't know, division rival at home. Like that's a, that's a game in the past that the bills lose. They let the Patriots come in and beat them. They did it earlier in the year when they lost at home to the Patriots where they only threw the ball twice. 
Like mm-hmm. they just basically said to the Patriots, "You, if you want to beat us, you have to pass." And I guess that brings me over to the Patriots side. Um, look, I think Mac Jones had a terrific year. He was certainly the best quarterback of all the rookie quarterbacks this year. Would I take him over Fields and Lawrence? Probably not, but he's probably the third guy I'd take now in the draft. Uh, I certainly think Field and Lawrence I'd take over him, but um, he has he was impressive, but he struggled in this game, and it's, it just shows that you can't survive rookie quarterbacks sometimes. Um, as for the Patriots, though, they've got a lot going forward. They've got a lot of salary cap. They can get a bit younger on defense, bring back some key guys, and I think Bill can go again. And if Mac Jones can keep improving, I don't see any reason why with a coach like Bill Belichick they can't be a playoff team every single year and compete for the AFC East every year. So if you're a Patriots fan, you've kind of reset your clock with a guy like Mac Jones because I think you've hit on him. I, th- I don't know. I don't think he's going to be like Joe Burrow, but I think with being well coached with good players around him, he can be certainly effective enough to get you in, into, you know, competing for Super Bowls. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's quite that guy yet, but he will, I feel like he'll always be a top half quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Maybe Andy Dalton sort of guy in his prime, like good good yep. Andy Dalton. That, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. If Andy Dalton had, had better pieces around him, he probably would have won more games. So, um, and we know that Bill Belichick's an excellent coach and he's going to put him in a position to succeed and, and Josh McDaniels will as well. So, um, yep. yeah, I think I'm pretty comfortable with that game. Let's move on to your Buccaneers, Richie. As we expected, whoever got the bunnies of the playoffs um, was the Eagles. They were going to win. It was a tough matchup. The Eagles are the number one run running attack in the NFL, and they came across against you know a, a historically good run defense over the last couple of years. And it was exactly what we thought. They could get nothing going. The Bucks said, "We're going to stop you running the ball. We're not going to let Jalen Hurts get get on, get on the run on us. He's going to have to throw the ball if he wants to beat us." And they got to an early lead, and then forced Jalen Hurts to throw. And two interceptions later, the game was over. Um, this is the issue with Jalen Hurts. It's what the Cowboys did to him twice this year. It's what good teams have done to the Eagles all season long. You force them to keep up with you and score and take them out of their running game, and they're done. They can't do anything. Um, did they did they over over succeed this year on what I thought? Absolutely. But in saying that, they only won eight games like or nine games. They weren't overly impressive. Um, they're a 500 team in in the old in the old seasons. They're a 500 team, so they weren't great. They managed to get to the playoffs, but I think they, in, all in all, got what they deserved from a from a Bucks team that's still a bit underdone, still missing a few guys. Yet they're able to take care of business, which is what good players do, and what Tom Brady does is he takes care of teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the interesting thing here was um, how the the Buccaneers. Um, how they built the game plan for, for Hurts. Yeah, the, their pass rush was extremely disciplined. They weren't trying to sack him. They were trying to keep him in the pocket. It, it You could just, you know, if you're watching your team week in, week out, you know what they look like on passing downs and things like that. You know, are they a tee-off kind of defense or are they not? And Tampa is. I mean, we've got yep. like Shaq Barrett. 100% you, they are. You, you tee off. Yep. Um, and, and JPP on the other side. That's what they do. And they create a mess in the pocket. And then you have um, Vivea pushing up, closing the pocket from the front. Yep. It, it wasn't like that. At Very all. controlled rush. The rush was extremely disciplined. They did not want him getting out of that pocket. Um, so certainly a, a well-executed plan on that side of the ball. And the interesting thing was... Missing a lot of guys, um, 
you know, on the offensive side, I mean, you talk about a weapon like Godwin, you know, over a thousand yards type of receiver. Um, the Lenny, playoff Lenny wasn't there. He'll be back next week. Yep, no playoff Lenny. But they used Giovanni Bernard in a way they had not used him all year. And just going, okay, well, Mike Evans is the best offensive player on the field today. We're just going to throw it to him again. All day. And again. And, and they, again. Could, they couldn't come <laughs> No. And anyone coming at me about Der- about Slay being an all not being an all pro, that's fucking why he's not an all pro. He <laughs> can't cover anyone. It's all well and good getting picks and stuff like that when you're on a good player and they put him on Mike Evans and he couldn't stop him. That's why guys aren't all pros. You can't have three interceptions and claim you're a lockdown corner, but let Mike Evans rail you all day. Like honestly, that's why Darius Slay is not an all pro. Simple as that. He's very good. He's that one level below it, but he's not an all-pro, and it's that simple. Um, and you know what? People, people go, oh, but Trayvon Diggs gets, gives up catches, and why was he an all-pro? He was an all-pro because he has, had 11 interceptions, which hasn't happened for 50 years. That's why. Yeah. If Darius Slay had 11 interceptions and can't cover guys, he can get all-pro too because that's a great season. Yeah. I, don't yeah, think, I don't think Diggs will be an all-pro next season because he won't get no. 11 picks. No. <laughs> simple as that. No. He might he, get four. He, 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 as you said, I mean, he led the league in passes given up, yards given up, uh, penalties. He also led the deep backs in, but he also yeah. led them in interceptions and touchdowns. So we, when you're creating, <laughs> when you're creating um, extra possessions for your team every single week, and with eleven, that's basically every week. Um, that that's valuable, even yeah. if you are giving up tons of yards on the back end. Um, anyway, back yeah. to this game. So, you know, Brady was Bucks, Brady. Bucks were too good, and we knew it would be. Oh, and this and, just and, shows and, you, like, playoff Brady's a different cat. It's just yeah. he's just a different. So's Gronk. Gronk had another touchdown. He's yeah. fifteen touchdowns in the playoffs now, which is second all time, I think, behind um, Jerry Rice. Rice. Yeah, yeah. Which I think he's only one behind him now, which I'd almost guarantee you wow. he's going to get next week. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's close. I'll, I'll, I'll see. Um, but yeah, like, you know, in the play. But did you notice they also they use Cameron Brait more? They used mm-hmm. OJ Howard more. Like they just, they know, they know that the, the Eagles are weak at linebacker, and that's what they, that's where they struggle. So they put more tight ends on the field and said, make your linebackers cover our big bodies, or make your make your corners cover our big guys. Like they just, Arians is the master of attacking, and so is Brady. It's it's a great thing. Like I have no reason to believe that the, the Patriots cannot win a Super Bowl again. The, the sorry, the Bucks cannot win a Super Bowl again with Tom Brady. You just you're a fool if you bet against him. I mean, it's very hard to argue against that. I mean, I would think, um, as we said, I think last week, any team in the NFC, we wouldn't be shocked. I would have been surprised if if the Eagles got through. But now that we've had week one is done, there's now nobody left in the NFC who I don't think can't win a Super Bowl. Sorry, just, just, just to correct myself, Rob Gronkowski has 15. Jerry Rice has 22. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> can i just say though larry fitzgerald who has played in six playoff games has 10 that's impressive like and gronks who's played in 50 has 15 either way you can't take anything away from him but yeah i just wanted to quickly highlight jerry right he needs seven more i don't think anyone's gonna ever catch that but anyway um but yeah i, I think yeah the bucks get they get the Rams coming to them next week. That's that's a mm-hmm. big game there. That's a big game at home. Um, the Rams are very good. They were very good today. But I said 
I think you're with me. You bet against Brady no matter what team he's on. You bet against him at your own peril. I certainly just – I'm going to ride it until I see him fail. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, look, you can pick against him every single week. Eventually, you'll be right. But, you know, it's I'd no rather fun. ride – Yeah, exactly. I'd rather ride with him than, than against him. As um, I said last year, if you, if you aren't enjoying the Tom Brady ride – I feel fucking sorry for you. I, I feel genuinely sorry for whatever's happened in your life to make you such a miserable <laughs> bastard. Strap yourself in and fucking enjoy it. If your team's not in the playoffs, you should want Brady to enjoy it, to win to win another one because this is something I promise you we'll never see again. We will never no. see this again in any sport. So no. enjoy it. Try and find it inside you to enjoy him. He's way more fun now that he's not a patriot. Way more fun. Yeah. Like, I got a T-shirt with Tom Brady on it. If I, if Richie, if you, if I told you three years ago I was gonna have Tom Brady on my T-shirt, you would have laughed in my face. Yeah, no I way. love him. I've never loved a player more than I love Tom Brady right now. Um, it's awesome. So in, enjoy it, enjoy it. I, like Richie, you're a Bucks fan. You must be enjoying having after the shit you put out on the field with quarterbacks. You must be enjoying having yeah. it now. The the funny thing this week, um, yeah, my wife said, "Oh, you, you're gonna get up early and watch it because obviously the early game." Said, no, I'll just get up normal time at seven. I'll watch the second half. And she's like, the arrogance of you. <laughs> the Eagles. Not getting up to watch a playoff team. She was, just because you've enjoyed so much success lately. Your bloody Tigers won three premierships and your football team's won winning Super Bowls. She goes, if that was me, she goes, I'd be up an hour beforehand to watch all the preview stuff as well <laughs> and to watch the game. She's just so fucking arrogant. Yeah, you and know I what? Was, I... I got up. It was 31 zip. I nearly went oh, back to bed. I woke up early and it got to 24 zip and I was just fell back asleep. Like I tried to stay awake. Yeah. It was, um, look, it was good. It was, it was a good win. Let's uh, move on to what I guess was a good win. If you're a 49ers fan, it was a, a very bad loss. If you're a Cowboys fan, um, 49ers go into Dallas, beat them 23-17. Richie, I want you to back me up because we didn't record the podcast. I told you they would lose in the first round of the playoffs. It's, exactly what I expected them to do. It's what they've done against every team that's not a piece of crap this year. They struggle at the start, give up a lead, and then can't drag it back at the end because they let too much go, and they have too many penalties. 16 penalties in a game. Um, Look, were the refs right on all of them? No. Were the... Should have the 49ers had some holding calls on them? Absolutely, I agree, but... The bottom line is you give up 16 penalties and then you still get the ball back with two minutes and 15 seconds left and three timeouts down by set, down by six, the chance to win it. With mm-hmm. that, They don't have Nick Bosa, add Fred Warner on the field, and then you get a 38-yard completion to your tight end on the second play and you can't finish because you get a holding call. That is your own fucking fault and you've got no one to blame but yourselves. Um I think the Cowboys, and I've made it very clear the way I feel about their coaching staff, I think Dan Quinn's a great coach. I think Callum Moore is a good coach when Mike McCarthy stays the fuck away from him and lets him do what he needs to do. Um, But in this game, Dan Quinn did a terrific job. He gave up points early. He rallied it back. He held them to three red zone field goals. The 49ers are the best red zone touchdown team in the NFL this year, and he held them to three field goals instead of touchdowns. It was an insane job by him and the defense. The offense completely let them down. Apparently, Zeke had a torn PCL, yet Pollard only played in one drive, and the one drive, he got a 13-yard completion or a 13-yard run. Why why is he not playing more? Why are you running into loaded boxes? They've got no one to blame but themselves. Again, Mike McCarthy will get away with it because he'll have some bullshit excuse like the refs did us in. 
just like last year had the injury excuse, we'll lose Dan Quinn, we'll probably lose Callan Moore, and we'll be stuck with with, with um, McCarthy again. Um, if you're a Cowboys fan, it's a terrible loss, but the 49ers are not a bad football team. The only reason their win-loss record was what it was is because they play in the West with three very, very good teams and a Seattle team that, quite frankly, isn't bad either. It's a very hard division. If they were in the NFC East, they would have played, they would have won twelve games too. Don't kid yourself. They would have they would have swept the Eagles, the Giants, and the Redskins as well, or the Washington Football Team as well. So, that's my take on the Cowboys. I don't see how they fix this going forward without firing McCarthy. I don't think Prescott's the problem. I don't think Prescott has the guidance that he needs, um, and I don't think the coaching staff's there. They need to seriously look at what they're doing. Amari Cooper is paid way too much money to only have 800 yards in a season. He's the third highest paid wide receiver. Um, Zeke Elliott is paid way too much money to have just a thousand yard season and run for 3.9 a clip. Um, They need to get that sorted out. Either they cut them or they get pay reduction so they can keep players like Leighton Vander Esch, um, Javon Kears, Trayvon Diggs, Randy Gregory. You've got to keep those guys in the building because they're the ones that are playing hard for you. Simple as that. That's my take on them. As for the 49ers, man, they Debo Samuel, I just want to highlight, that guy's something else. That dude is something else. He's unbelievable. He could carry them this year. He's a chance to carry them to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty special guy. Um, the First off, the, the time slot it was put in was perfect. When... Jerry Jones is going to tint the windows on that fucking stadium. I don't know. A billion um, dollar stadium that you can't see when you're going down one end. We actually yeah. lost a we, we lost a yeah, like yard catch because of it. Yeah. Like it's fucking stupid. And I've been there. The sun is unbelievable. Like you cannot see a thing. It's it's a real design flaw. It's simple. He's got enough money. Rip them out and put it put tint to put put shutters in so when it's sunny you just shut them. Simple as that. Yeah, it's a pretty really easy, easy solution. Um, and they go, oh, it only comes up a couple of times a year. It's like, yeah, at key times. Um, either way, the it, 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 I enjoyed, like it was a throwback to, to when I first started watching football when the 49ers and, and the Cowboys were really good. Um, but it, it's the same old story for the Cowboys. Just it, it, It's just not enough. Like there's stuff missing. As you said, there's money in the wrong places on the roster. Um and, and and again, like we've laughed this whole time. Wrong. I don't think Cooper's a bad player. I don't think Cooper's. I think he's a very good player, and I'd love him to be on our roster. But you can't be paying a guy twenty million dollars to have eight hundred receiving yards, no matter what. And he played sixteen games or fifteen games. Like you, you mm-hmm. can't. You just can't pay pay him fourteen million. And I'm extremely comfortable, extremely comfortable paying him that. You pay him fourteen million, and you pay Gallup the eight, and you keep both of them. Now that's a better team not paying Amari and not having Gallup or not having Dalton Schultz, who's turned into a great tight end. That's the key. Before people say, oh, you don't like Cooper, I think he's terrific, but you cannot pay a guy $20 million for 800 yards. It's stupid. Draft a second-round pick, and he's going to give you 800 yards in that system. Simple. Cedric Wilson will give you 800 yards. Well, so, yeah, sorry. Especially when you've had other receivers who were injured. So yeah. he was, he should have been the guy. Like he really yeah. should. Have and he played very well in this game, more. mind you. He, he, I, I think he played pretty well. He scored a touchdown in this game. He, he played very well in this game, but I just, there's, there's, there's an issue there. They've got, they've got to resolve it. Simple as yeah. that. There's financial issues and there's coaching issues. Now they've already come out and said they're not going to move on from McCarthy. If, if it came down to Dan Quinn leaving or oh, the Cowboys gone. go. Yeah. That's, so the Cowboys, what Quinn, they should Quinn's be doing. getting a job. 
is firing McCarthy and saying to Dan Quinn, you got the job here because he yeah. deserves it. What he's done with that unit this year, he deserves it more than anyone. And I cannot believe I'm saying that because I thought he was dead after Atlanta. But what he's done with those guys on that team, on that defense is unbelievable. I'd be just rejigging. You, you know, you cut Zeke, you cut Cooper if you have to, or you get massive pay cuts of them. You probably have to look at Tyrone Smith to take some sort of pay cut or move on from him because he's not the guy he was at, you know, 18 million anymore. He probably will take a pay cut, but you clear that cap. You bring back as many of those defensive guys as possible with that money. And then you re you rebuild how you designed. You say, look, we're a defensive team that's going to generate turnovers that we're going to pass the ball. We're not going to be a running team. We're going to be a gadgety team with Pollard as our running back and build off your strengths. Um, Cause I can tell you as much as I love Zeke, he's not your strength anymore. He's just mm. not. Your O-line, it's, running the ball's not your strength anymore. It's not there. It's hard. So you've got to you've got to find a way. And I don't think McCarthy finds that way. McCarthy's idea of coaching is we can do this and we're going to do it no matter what you do. We don't care how you try and stop us. We're going to run at you and we're going to win because we're better. It doesn't work in the modern football. It doesn't work anymore. That old school, you know, I heard, I said to you before, Rich, I heard the commentator say it yesterday. They need to just run the ball. It's like, not if they're stacking the box and you're losing three yards every time you try and run it. Like, that's just stupidity. That's not efficient offense. Like, what you should be doing is attacking what the defense let you attack all day, which is what they did earlier in the year, and then they just stopped. So, anyway, um, 49ers, how, how deep do you reckon they can go, Rich? Jimmy G heard again. I think next week might be the end for them, but fuck, Devo could be the difference. Yeah, it's going to be hard because it, it's going to be cold. Like it's yeah, and be the cold. Packers won't have 16 penalties either. No, exactly. And, and have, yeah, as I said, having to go in there, um, it's going to make it really, really hard for them. So I think I actually like both the home teams next week in the NFC. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, let's move on to, look, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this game, Richie. Steelers at the Chiefs, 42-21. I just want to say before we, congratulations to Ben Roethlisberger. Great career. Terrific career, three Super Bowls, never had a losing season as a quarterback. Awesome, but it's time. It is time. It was time two years ago, and it's certainly time now. I think the Steelers know it's time, and they're going to move on. They held on two years too long, um, but it's now time for you to just just retire. It, it's fine. Like I can't imagine there's going to be any interest. You had a terrific career. Walk away at this moment and don't taint it anymore because. He was dreadful in this game. Dreadful. And that Steelers defense is absolutely outstanding and they need mm-hmm. to stop wasting it. Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt was unbelievable. Like they can't they've got to stop wasting him. And you've got to bring in someone else who can do something on your offense. It is the biggest disservice that's been done to this team by the GM is the lack of getting what's next after Ben Roethlisberger. Because yeah. the the Packers went and drafted who's going to be next. And Rogers had years and years and years left. We've been yeah. saying this about... Um, well, they did it, they did it to Farb first. They did it to Farb yeah. first, remember, with Rogers, And everyone thought they were idiots then. Now, Rogers worked out a lot better than Jordan Love is. But you're right. They've they've never had a plan. Like, we've known Rudolph's crap. We've known his crap since yeah. before he got smacked in the head with his own helmet. Like, we, we know. <laughs> we, we've known he's terrible. So what, your result is you bring in Dwayne Haskins, who's one of the worst first-round picks in the history of football, that Washington, who literally had no one else cut because he was so bad. Like, you think Washington, if they thought there was anything good about him, they wouldn't have kept him? 
with Alex Alex can't walk Smith on the sideline. Like seriously, yeah. like that's your that's your that's your thing, Josh Dobbs. That that's put some capital into it, you know. Um, and I think they have to now, and now they're forced. Yeah, and yeah, as I said, my, yeah, my my question stands that you know, as you said, you got such a good defense, and now. We, and we know you can have an awesome defense, but if, if you don't have a good offense or a good quarterback, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So they got to sort it out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, as for the Chiefs, they did exactly what we thought. Mahomes had an early mistake um, through a pick. I think I think he was was he the one that fumbled. Um, he I believe he fumbled with um with. Then TJ Watt scored. Either way, they had a shocking start. That that defensive touchdown though was kind of what awoke them. I felt like from there they just scored at will. Um, it kind of yeah fired them up. He was exactly what I thought he would be. They were exactly what I think they would be. If you don't think the if you don't think they're a contender, I genuinely believe every team left in the playoffs is a contender now. I think the only team yeah. I didn't believe that could win were the Steelers and the Eagles, and they both got eliminated. I think the eight teams left all have as much an opportunity as, 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 as the other one. They are all very good. So the Chiefs are certainly in that mold. And um, if you don't think Mahomes is a great quarterback, like, again, I feel sorry for you. I do. I feel sorry for you. Just because his stats dropped off a bit this year doesn't mean he's not a bad player. He's a bad player. Like, everyone comes down to earth. He has a very, very big chance to, to win it all again this year. And if he wins it, if they can get to a Super Bowl this year and win it, they've been in the last four Super Bowls and they've won two of them. Not not many guys have started their first five years in the NFL like that. Like it's, Nobody it's insane. Has. His first four years Nobody of starting, has. he's going to go to four Super Bowls and potential and win and win. Even if he loses a Super Bowl, going to four Super Bowls in his first four years and winning only one, it's nothing to be ashamed of, and it just shows that they're going to be around a while. Um, let's move on to the very last game, um, which was today. The Rams um, kicked the crap out of the Cardinals. It was not close. I'll just get the final score because I didn't write it down. 34 to 11. 34 11. Um, Rams, this is what you pay Stafford for. You know, this is exactly what you brought him in for. I was really happy for him that he played well in this game. Um, you know, Richie, we had a bit of a joke before about OBJ being back. He scored another touchdown. He had a great pass down the sideline, which was a gadgety play we've seen from him before. Um Look, he certainly looks motivated and he's playing well. So it's definitely been an upgrade getting him on that team. Look, I think losing Woods was devastating for them. And OBJ is not a Woods replacement, but he's certainly been a help. He's he's made them better, which is what we always say, Rich. If you're going to bring someone into your team, they're going to make you better. And OBJ has certainly done that, um, even if he's on a one-year deal. So I think that's been great. Um, but yeah, exactly what they paid them for. It was good to see Cam Akers, the kicker, come back from, from a leg injury and get some rushing yards in this game. <laughs> Just so you know, that video I put up, Richie, of you say, that's been the, the most clicks I've ever had. So it's outstanding. So keep doing it. Glad I can um, help you out. But the Rams, I guess you probably agree with me, Richard. We're just both really happy for Matt Stafford from escaping Detroit um, and getting some success and winning a playoff game. It's huge for him. He's such a tough guy. Um, it's great to see him get some success now, and I, I hope it continues. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance it does. Um, I mean, they're in complete control of this. It was, you know, 21 points before the Cardinals even looked like scoring, um, yeah. and they got that touchdown, what, halfway through the third quarter and then all they added was a field goal in the fourth um it, it was a complete takedown by the rams they they beat them in every facet of the game it wasn't even close um 
real waste of the Cardinals who were deep into the into the year undefeated, jumped a lot of teams early in the year, including the Green Bay Packers in week one. Um, but I don't know where that team is now. Like, they look in all sorts come the end of the year. It I can tell you what happened. If you want me to, if you want me to, that, that a few injuries to key positions. Like, I know JJ Watt tried to play today and he actually played okay, but he was still injured. Good, good on him for trying to come back. But they had key injuries. Chandler Jones is banged up because he's, he's an older pass rusher. You can't just let them rush nonstop anymore. You've got to start to manage their time. Um, they lack top end talent. They're very, they're very even across the board. They've got good players. Like, but you look at their team, like without DeAndre Hopkins, who's injured, um, really the only top tier guy is Buddha Baker in, in my mind. Am, am I missing anyone? Like, you know, Isaiah Simmons was great. Watt was great. Chandler Jones was great throughout the year, but no one was exceptional. And you need those couple of exceptional guys, which, you know, on, on the flip side, the Rams have with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford, um, uh, Cooper Cup has been the best receiver, one of the best receivers ever this year. So mm-hmm. they, they just didn't have that high-end guy. And once Hopkins went down, they certainly lost that high-end receiver and made AJ Green have to take the top defender, which made it harder. Um, Christian Kirk made it harder for him. It made it harder for Zach Ertz. It just became more difficult. And and all in all, it made it harder for Kyler. And today, if, if you watch that game and you think Kyler Murray was comfortable, like I don't want to hear anyone badmouth Dak Prescott unless it follows up with, but how fucking bad was Kyler Murray? Because he looked terrified. The intercept, the, the pick six he threw when he was about to get sacked, he held the ball for, you're in your own end zone. First of all, you can't hold the ball for 12 seconds. Then when a guy comes, releases, you can't just throw it up in the air to get picked off. That was the shortest interception return for a touchdown in the history of playoff football. It was three yards. Yep. Like It was a terrible play by him, and that ended the game. By that point... You know what? Taking a safety would have been better. You make it 16 to 0. It's a two score game still. You're okay. You're alive still. But once it becomes 21 0, you're done. You are done. You're finished. So he was the problem today. He was the reason that they fell behind. He was the reason the offense was terrible. Um, they couldn't run the ball because they fell too far behind and then he couldn't pull them out of it. Now, is that because Hopkins wasn't there? Is it because he's not that good? I don't have the answers to that yet. I haven't delved into it enough. But you want to ask me what the problem was today? It was Kyler Murray. And I've got plenty of clips I can show you of the reason why. Um, It sucks for Arizona. It sucks for Arizona fans. But they're probably where we thought they were this year. They're a wild card team with some young talent and the potential to get a lot better. So I I think if you you look at what you've got in Arizona, you need to start thinking we, we can be better next year. And it should be positive for you. No one even thought, a lot of people didn't think you'd even make the playoffs, you know, and you got there. So take take the positives and, and build on next year. And that, that starts with getting Hopkins back, getting Kyler Murray moving again, um, getting him confident again, and then and then rolling out. But, you know, I hate to be the guy, Richie, that says, I told you so, but this is what we both said about Arizona. They always start well, and then Kyler Murray either gets a bit dinged up and starts to struggle or starts to struggle. Mm-hmm. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. It's been the same thing for three years in a row. So something's got to change. And I don't think it's Kyler Murray. You can't just, you can't just be like, Kyler Murray sucks because he doesn't. He was the MVP midway through the year. But you've got to find a way to get a complete season out of him. And maybe that's resting him during the year. I don't know. Maybe that's giving him a few weeks off, which he did this year because he was hurt. But maybe you manage him more. I, I don't know how you do it. But you've got to get him playing his best at the end of the year, not at the start. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Not too many arguments here on that one. No, absolutely. But again, if you're an Arizona fan, 
much better year than what anyone thought. I thought you'd just scrape into the playoffs. You know, you were fighting for a, you were fighting to win the division last week. So, you know, if the Rams, you know, if you, you get a win over the Seahawks, which was a bad loss, but you get that win, you win the division, you're playing at home this week in a home final. So it's not all doom and gloom. The future's, the future's very bright in Arizona. They've drafted well. They've signed good free agents. Now it's just the time to just, just maybe sign a couple more key free agents, nail the draft one more time, and you're right, you're right up there next year, right up there. So nothing to be to be too ashamed of. Um, Richie, that's it for all the games, and that that's pretty much it for the show. Um, we'll do a, a live show this week to um, talk about the games coming up. But basically how it works at the moment, the schedule is released. You've got Sunday Australian time, um, 8.30 a.m. The Bengals are at the Titans. 12.15, the 49ers are at the Packers, um, which is just all, they're two awesome games. And then um, the Monday, you've got a 7 a.m. game, which is the Rams at the Buccaneers, and a 10.30 game with the Bills at the Chiefs. Um, i got to say, Richie, there's not one of those games that make me think it's going to be a bad game. I think every one of them have the potential to be excellent football games. And yeah. historically, Division, divisional rounds be the best, the best, best games you yeah. get. That's what I was going to say. It's it's a, it's the best weekend of football. Um, absolutely, anybody can win any of those games. Like there will be no surprise. I don't even know how you pick favorites. Well, it, it'll probably go to the home teams. Um, but the only um, the only thing that would surprise me is if somebody blew out somebody else. Um, yeah, no result would surprise me um unless yeah it's only in the fashion of the results that i could be surprised because i still think it's a really really good matchup of games yeah 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 i agree that they've the nfl should be wrapped they have nailed it I, and then they obviously didn't do it on purpose but this is outstanding these are the eight i think these are the eight best teams left i genuinely believe that now if the cowboys got over the niners do i think they'd be good yeah that, that'd be fine too like mccarthy going back to green bay would have been fun don't get me wrong yeah. um but i also think the 49ers you know they're probably one of the only teams that could go into green bay and, and do something because of how well they run the football and how cold it's going to be so i think yeah. that actually sets if out of all the places like I think if you're the 49ers, you don't want to go to the Buccaneers and have to run against that defense or have Jimmy Garoppolo or Lunch Tray go against that defense. You want to no. go to Green Bay and where there's going to be crap and have a chance to run on these guys um, and get Debo going in the, in, you know, in the cold. So um, I think the matchups are terrific. As I said, I'll be doing a show this week with, um, with, with Lewis and Corey. We'll do a live show. It'll be the Sunday night. So we'll recap the Bengals and the, the Bengals-Titans 49ers-Packers game. And then we'll preview... The, uh, the two games the next day, Rams, Rams, Bucks, and Bills, Chiefs. So I think it's going to be a great week of football. Um, Richie, thanks so much for being here, mate. It was great to get back in the fake studio, not in my <laughs> ISO studio. It was great to get back into it, and I'm, I can't wait for next week to get back into the studio and, and talk football again. Yep, looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Um, to our sponsors, uh, J&D's Breaks Down Under, our Patreon sponsor, Burnley Brewing, uh, Dark Horse Electrics, usportsgear.com.au. Thank you to all those guys. Go show them some love. Please give us a follow on all our socials if you don't already. Um, please share this around to all your friends. The more people you can get it to, the better. Um, and yeah, obviously always hit us up. Um, send us some messages. We, we love interacting with you guys. So send us a message of what you think of the games and um, we'll certainly talk about it. So thanks guys for tuning in. Thanks again, Richie, and see everyone next week.